start tonight, so everybody help us sing. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. chapter 9 verse 25 and he answered and said whether he be a sinner or no I know not one thing I know that whereas I was blind now I see I can't tell you how I got salvation I can't explain the rationale why the Lord chose to save somebody like me. I just know I was lost and now I'm saved. So this is a scripture about a, about a man who had been blind from birth. And, uh, we read where that he met Jesus in the way and Jesus asked him what would he do and he said Lord that I may receive my sight and Jesus made spittle and put on the man's eyes and told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam and he'd be made whole and he did what the Lord told him to do you can't do it the Baptist way you can't do it the Church of God way the Presbyterian way the Methodist way, you'll have to do it the Lord's way. And that's the only way that'll work. And so the Lord told him to go and wash and he'd be made whole. Now it wasn't in the water that brought sight to this man's eyes. It wasn't in the spittle. It wasn't in the clay. It was in the master's touch that made the difference. And when the master got a hold of him, he was he come forth seeing. And some of the people that knew this young man, and I'm just going to take my time for just a few minutes, I hope the Lord will come by and help me. And some of the, some of the folks that was this man's neighbors, his, his friends that went to church with him and things like that saw him. And they said, was this not the one that sat begging by the side of the road? And they said, it looks like him, but there's something different about him. I still look like the same little eight-year-old boy when I got up off my knees. You could have looked at my picture before and after, and there would have been very little, if any, difference on the outside. But on the inside, I had peace. On the inside, I was a new creature. On the inside, I had a love about me that I loved everybody. And so... This man looked the same on the outside, but something made him act different. Something was a little bit different, and they just couldn't put their finger on it. And let me just tell you this. I've told it here before. Years ago, Dad used to work on TVs, and there was an electronics store on Morris Boulevard that sat just off to the left, L&N Electronics. And Dad would go in there and buy parts for the TVs. 
And every time he went in there, there was this long, lanky-looking fellow that waited on him. And every time that you went in there, he had a great big smile on his face. And Dad finally just broke down and asked him one day, what was he smiling about? He said, I've got something worth smiling about. It makes a difference when you can see. So the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees brought him before them because it was on the Sabbath day. I don't care when the Lord touches you and you're able to see it makes all the difference. It can happen on a Sunday. We sing the song every once in a while, glory, glory, glory. Somebody touched me and I see hands go up all over the church for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday. But it don't matter what day it is. It don't matter if it's 10 o'clock in the morning. It don't matter if it's 6 o'clock at night, if it's 2 in the afternoon, if it's 2 a.m., as long as the Lord touches you and you receive your sign, that's all that matters. So I was blind, but now I see. And so they brought this man before him, and he bucked, it was something happened that bucked their tradition. It was something that happened that bucked the way that they worship. It went against the way that they worship. And they couldn't fully understand it. You never will be able to reason God. You never will be able to understand. I believe the Bible said His ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Don't try to figure it out. Just be thankful that He considered a blind person like you and me and gave us our sight. All right. You pray for me. And so... They said, tell us how this happened. And he told them, relate to them the story of how the Lord made spittle, put on, his, put on his eyes, and he went and washed in the pool of Salaam and came forth seeing, and they just couldn't take that. That just didn't reason with them. That just didn't make sense, folks. We've got a, a generation of folks that thinks that they can work their way in. You'll never do it. We got a, 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 we got a denomination that says... That you, if you're good to your neighbor and you do good deeds and you're good to your fellow man, that you'll go to heaven. You'll never get there that way. You've got to have a touch from the Master. You've got to be touched by the mighty hand of Jesus. I like this song, Marty, number 23 in the book. says, I was lost and undone without God and His Son till He reached down His hand for me. Aren't you glad for the day that He reached His hand down for you? What a day! We sing the song, what a day that will be when by Jesus I shall see. I remember, I shall never forget, Marty, the day. Aren't you glad that Jesus considered you and you were lost and undone, blind in sin? We've got folks that are headed headlong to hell and have no idea where they're going. They're blinded and they need their sight. Thanks be the Lord, an old time preacher. Preach to me, you must be born again. Saints of God prayed for me and witnessed to me, and I received my sight. As a little eight-year-old boy, I know where I'm going. I'm going to glory when this life is over. My eyes were open and I can see the goodness of the Lord. Oh. 
was blind, but now I see. So his explanation didn't satisfy. Didn't satisfy the Pharisees, and they called his mom and dad in. And said, is this your son that was blind? And they said, yay, this is our son, and we know he was blind from his birth. How, we, how he received his sight, we know not. He said, he is of age, ask him. Now, I said that, let me relay this to you. Right here sits a young lady. Right here sits a young man. I remember the night that they got saved. You do too, don't you? Most of you that was here, you do too. Marty can tell how Laney got saved. Marty can tell how Zeke got saved. Becky can tell how Laney got saved. She can tell you how Zeke got saved. But it's not the same as them telling them because it happened to them personally. They know what happened. It meant something to them on the inside. I wasn't the one with their blindness. Marty wasn't the one with their blindness. Becky wasn't the one with their blindness. They were blind by sin. But when the salvation of the Lord came down, their eyes were open and they could see where they're going when this life is over. They could see what's really important in life. It's not about money. It's not about the things you can accumulate. It's not about who you your name, what your name is, and who knows it. It's about knowing Jesus and living for him. All right. Fred, I was blind, but now I see. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis 1 says this. The earth was void, and darkness covered the face of the land. But the Spirit of the Lord moved, and the Lord and God said, "What? Let there be light." And what happened? There was light. Now, natural man takes that to mean that he set the sun. In the sky. It's a spiritual book, folks. It's one of the first things we read about in God's Word, isn't it? He said, let there be light. And there was light. Did you know this? The light speaks in Genesis. Did you know He talks to the light in Genesis? What are you talking about, preacher? When He said, let us make man. Who was He talking to? He was talking to the light. Oh, and we read the New Testament, it says Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Oh, he was he said I in Revelation, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning. He was there when we were made from the dust of the earth. He was there when God breathed into man's nostrils and he became a living soul. He was there when my heart fell under conviction. He was there when I was blinded, but I received my sight. I was saved by the grace of God. He was there, folks, whenever you got saved. And he's with us in our midst tonight. And he'll be back on the clouds of glory one day after a while. And he'll call us and we'll go that way. Amen. 
Can you just imagine the poor old blind man? Now I could stand you back there at the back door. We could turn all the lights out, put a blindfold on you. And you might stumble around and make it up here to me. But inevitably, you get your thigh on the corner of the table or on the side of a pew. You might get stuck in between two pews because you couldn't see a thing. In darkness, that's exactly how a sinner is. And we've got a world full of them stumbling around, have no clue where they're headed, have no way of knowing which way is help is. And the only way that they can get help for their blindness is if a little ray of light shines in. Now, what did I tell you Jesus said? He said, I am the light of the world. Let's go on. But I go away. Now whose responsibility is it? And ye are the light of the world. The city that is set on a hill, what did it say about that city? Cannot... It's impossible. We get discouraged in this day and age. I get discouraged. You do too. Because the mess that we're in in this day and age, and maybe we can't have church like we traditionally did, and maybe the folks that we saw every Sunday aren't sitting in the places that they're in, and they're trying to take care and protect themselves from this virus. I know that. But it gets discouraging. And I'm here to tell you today, we don't have to worry. Our, that city, what is that city? That's New Jerusalem. What is that city? That's me and you. Let me relay this to you. Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church don't have a thing to do with these crimson pews. Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church don't have a thing to do with their gray carpet. It don't have a thing to do with the walls or the ceiling. Yeah, are the church of the living God. A city that's set on a hill that cannot. It's impossible for you to be hid. You're the only hope our blind people have. So shine, shine, shine. Shine your light in the midst of a perverse generation that may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. If the way has been rough this week, shine. Shine a little brighter because there's a world full of blind folks that need a ray of hope in their life. Stumbling around. Let me relay this. It's not going to cost you any extra. We profess. Tell me. We profess. And we pray. And we beg God to save our children. And He graciously does. Why would we lead them back out into a dark, dark world? If they're going to grow, let me tell you. 
I've read before, I'm not mistaken, it was about a mole. Moles, I believe this article said that moles do have eyes. But because they spend so much time in darkness, because they never see the light of day, their eyes are useless. They can see nothing whatsoever. I believe the Bible says a man can get so far away he forgets that he's been purged. Parents, it's our responsibility to keep them in the light. How are they going to know good from evil if they can't see it? How are they going to know what the right thing is to do if they never see the light? Well, preacher, I can't have them at church 24-7. That's okay. When you can't have them here, get this and open it up. And if you want to, you can go to Psalm 119. I believe it's verse 118, if I'm not mistaken. that says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Friend, if you don't know which way to go, if you're feeling your way through this life, get a hold of the lamp. Amen. Turn, turn, <coughs> turn the lamp on, and it'll bring light into your life. We have been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have been recovered. There's a miracle. Now listen, in this day, you know one reason the Pharisees had a hard time accepting that this boy could see that he was totally blind and now he could see because that had never happened before in their day. Just imagine if this boy was your brother, if this boy was your son, if this boy was a relative, a friend, a neighbor of yours, you had seen him struggle all his life with blindness, maybe seen him stumble and fall several times, be bruised and nicked up and bloodied from times he had run into things, and now all of a sudden he could go running and leaping. A changed man, a different person. Just imagine that and, and what a change and a difference it was. I'm here to tell you today, if you're lost and undone without the Lord, you're spiritually blind. And the only way that you can see is if the Master puts His hands on your life and washes away the sin and makes you a new creature in Christ Jesus. I feel so sad. A lot of the kids I have this year are working from home. And inevitably, every year I have a kid that don't know where he's going to hang his hat from one day to the next. He don't know where he's going to lay his head at night. We try to keep a little food around. And they'll come in and they'll eat because they can't get any food at home. And if you think them going hungry is the worst part of it, these are kids that don't know what church is. 
Let me relay this. I'm not going to be much longer. You just bear with me. When the doors were open as I, when I was a child at the church house, the strangers were there. It didn't matter. And if you're my age, you remember Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. And after that show went off, the wonderful world of Disney came on. And I wanted to see that so bad, but I had to go to church. I didn't get to watch that, and we didn't have DVR at that time. We didn't have VCRs at that time. I just didn't get to watch it. Well, preacher, why wouldn't your mom and daddy let you watch it? Because it came on at the same time we were having church. They wanted me to see. They wanted me to see. You know what? I, I miss the wonderful world of Disney, Marty. But you know what I got to see? I got to see God's power fall around the altar at the house of God. I, get to, I got to see little boys and girls, men and women, be saved by the grace of God. I got to see the church rise up in a shout, and I would take a million dollars for just one of those Sundays that I got to see the power of God fall around his house. It's special. It's something you don't see in every church. It's something you don't see in this day and age. And I know we got tape on the pews. I know we're wearing masks. Forget the tape. Forget the mask. And praise the Lord. We can... I'm sorry, Debbie. John Dyke. This, is his, this was his seat. When we put the tape up, John Dyke moved back one pew. He didn't get upset because he didn't get set in his pew. He didn't get mad because he didn't get set where he'd always sat. He just moved back one and worshiped the Lord anyway. We can let go of the pew. It doesn't hurt my feelings if I don't get to shake your hand. If I don't get to hug your neck, you know I still love you. We're promoting darkness when we let go of the power of God. We're promoting darkness. We're spreading it. Would a man light a candle and put a bushel over it? I can't quote that exactly, but you know the scripture I'm talking about. You know what the response was to that question? He would light it and set it up before he'd bring light to all the house. Now you think about one candle burning. In a building this size, it wouldn't be very much light. But I will guarantee you, if Miss Fox had her candle right where she's sitting right there, and Todd was sitting back there, and I was standing up here in the far corner in pitch black darkness, a little light brings a little candle brings a whole lot of light. You remember that statement? Because we're surrounded by it every day. You remember that statement. Oh, if Miss Fox just hold that candle up high, I believe I could see her good enough to get to her. 
I believe Todd can see her good enough to get to her. Oh, and we're surrounded by darkness every day in a world where darkness reigns. Let's be like the, the man Gideon and let's break the picture and let the light shine because this world needs to see Jesus. You've heard me preach that before. You want to know what the picture represents? Right here. This is the picture. We got to break through all those little thoughts Satan puts in there. It says, tell us to sit down and shut up. We got to break through the fear that's in this flesh that says nobody wants to hear you. We got to break through the tradition that man has said that you don't speak unless you're spoken to. And we got churches today that the preacher does all the talking. If we do, if I'm the only one that ever says anything at Dutch Bottoms, you're not going to have much of a church. I'd much rather hear you do the preaching. All right. I was blind, but now I see. So they said, this man must be a sinner. We know God. We, we know Moses. This man, God knew Moses. But as for this man, we don't know. He must be a sinner. And if you read on down in the scripture, the blind man retorts this. For this herein is a miraculous thing, that he's given me my sight, and yet you don't know him. Folks, what's the... Now, I heard Ronnie sing it here the other day. Ronnie and Isaac. I'll tell you the best thing that I ever did do. Yeah. What's the best thing you ever did? What's the best thing that ever happened to you? Zeke's a baseball player, and I'm sure he's probably hit a home run. He's, he's probably caught, caught a fly ball and made an out. He's probably got a hit and got on base. But the best thing he ever did was say, Jesus, please save me. Chandler may do a lot of great things along my way. I hope he's a huge success in life. But the best thing he ever did was deal about right along in here and say, Jesus, please save me. I'm here to tell you today to receive your sight is a miraculous thing. And there's a miracle. Oh, I'm a duck that had a nobody preacher. That's exactly what Satan wants you to think. You're a child of the king. You're a living miracle because you were blinded by sin and God washed that all away. And you received your sight. You can see God working in this life and in your life. You can see the blessings and the mercy and the grace that He extended your way. Tell me that's not a miracle. I did not read in that whole chapter or the blind man ever regretted receiving his sight. I did not read in the whole chapter 
where he ever felt sorry that he was able to see. What's wrong with us? God has worked a miracle in my life and in your life. We owe him all that we are. We are to be on shouting ground just because God considered the life severe in you. He didn't go to the palaces. He didn't go to Herod's throne. But he came to a bank. He came to his own. Let me give you some scripture. He came to his own. And his own received him not. But to as many as received him. Did you receive him? Did you ask him to save your soul? Did you beg him not to go to hell? Thanks be to God. And to as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God. You don't have to burn in hell. You can go to heaven because Jesus passed by. Well, preacher, I've tried. I've tried calling to him. If you tried once, and you didn't get your answer, do what the two blind men did. It was on the road somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. The two blind men. Jesus was passing down that way. And the two blind men was trying their best to get the Savior's attention. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. It bothers folks sometimes, don't it? When things don't go the way they think it ought to go. And the Pharisees said, here, shh, shh, shh. He don't have time. He, he's too busy. But you know what happened to the two blind men? They didn't hush. They cried out the more. They just cried out more. So, if you're in the dark about something in your life and the Lord has not revealed a vision to you, cry out the more. Cry out a little more. Cry out a little harder. Gumble yourself a little farther. Get down on your knees. Get down on your belly if you have to. Cry, cry, cry. And the Lord will come by and reveal a way that you can make it through. Pharisees didn't want anything to do with the young man because he didn't give them the glory. They cast him out. When Jesus has heard that, he went to him and found him. And he said, Know thou the Son of God? And the blind man said, Who is he, Lord, that I may know him? And Jesus said, I am him. Now, I've preached to you about receiving the spiritual side. How about receiving the Savior himself? How about receiving eternal salvation? say, well, we are who we are. And there's a degree of truth to that. 
I've got my dad's bad teeth. I have his diabetes. I've got his extra weight. I would say I have his good looks, but I wouldn't want to lie to you. But if I was who I was, left to my own devices, without the mercy of the Lord, just stumbling around in the dark, I could stumble in to alcohol and be a drunk. Be a drunk. I could stumble into drugs and be a drug addict. I could stumble in. Let me tell you something, young person. We've got a few here tonight. And I won't be much longer, I promise you. Satan has desired to sift you this week. And he won't be satisfied. If you give your soul to the Lord, he can't get that. But he won't be satisfied until your life is in ruins. Until you have destroyed every bit of influence you could have over a sinner. Until he's destroyed you, your family, your home, and you're sitting on the side of the street with nothing. That's what Satan would like to do to each and every one of us. But I've got all I need. I've got a vision. I've got an armor to put on to protect myself. Now that scripture about the armor talks about the shield of faith that we may be able to ward off the fiery darts. If you've not received your sight, if you're stumbling around in the dark, how are you going to see the darts when they come your way? Preacher, I'm just confused. I just don't know which way to go. Go right back to here. Get down on your knees and the Lord will make a way for you. I was blind, but now I see. This must be John Dyer. I don't know. I've already missed him. I've already missed him once. He sings this song. This house that I live in. I know we'll decay. These old walls will grow weaker with time. But I don't need to worry. While here on this earth for my real home. When I was a sinner, I was in darkness. I didn't know where I was going. Conviction came my way and hell was revealed unto me. But then the Lord came by and I received my sight. Now I know where I'm going. Preacher, I want to see the walls of jasper, the gates of pearl, the streets of gold. If that's what you're looking for, you're looking in the wrong direction. If you want to know what heaven's going to be like, what heaven's going to look like, just wait until the church gets in real power. Wait until the church is rejoicing. And, well, I kind of like it quiet. I don't like that emotional stuff. You better not go to heaven. Because they're going to be shouting. 
They're going to be singing. We'll sing a song the angels can't sing. I don't know what it's going to be, brother, but I'm looking forward to singing with you. Folks, I've got something that stirs me up on the inside. It's alive in here. And it's what's going to the glory world. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. This old gray hair, this old flesh, it's not going. The soul of a man is what's going. All because I met the Savior. He put his hands on me and I received my sight. Now it kind of makes you wonder, don't it? We don't read about that young man anymore. But I can just see him the next Sunday getting up and going right on in the tabernacle anyway. Maybe he had never been in there before. But mom and dad didn't have to lead him anymore. He could go right in there on his own. I can just see the young man. Maybe they brought him in and they led him up and they helped him to a seat and he'd sit there every Sunday, every Sabbath, every church service. But he don't have to do that anymore because he can see. He can sing. He can stand. He can rejoice. And I believe we need to, let me say this and I'm going to close. I believe we need to respect the house of God. And I appreciate the parents that Dutch bombs that teach their children to respect the house of God. And we don't have a single child that, that misbehaves here. I appreciate every one of them. They're all good boys and girls. You know where the fault lies? In us. Because we've received our sight. Why are we attached to the pew? Why aren't we rejoicing? Because we've received our sight. Why aren't we rejoicing? Because we're not out in a wilderness lost in sin. That could have been us, but for the grace of God. Here we are. We're saved. We're redeemed. We're going to glory. We've got a reason to rejoice. I don't know what you're facing. I do know this. You know the Lord. You've got a reason to rejoice. If you've asked Jesus to save you, you're not in darkness. You might be in a dark place. Becky's testimony lends the reason to that. She was saved, went through a trial. And we live in good old East Tennessee. All you've got to do is drive right up the road here and you'll be in a valley between two hillsides, trees on either side. We all get in dark places sometimes. But we can see a ray of light. We can see our way home. We can see a way out. And it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. All right.